Welcome back, everyone, to Purple Noon, a podcast. I'm Stephanie Conti, and I am here with the incomparable. You saw how I rolled that R? Incomparable. Sorry. <laughs> incomparable. Savannah Lanause. Top of the morning, guys. Top of the morning to you. Um, there was no username or nickname in this intro because um, it would be rude. With the movie we're talking about, it'd be rude to just be giving each other nicknames of the characters from this film. But before we get into the review, how are you doing, Savannah? And what have you been watching lately? I, I'm good. Um, you know, I started Ozark on Netflix. How is it? I hear there, there's a lot of hype behind it. I've only seen the first episode. So I, I like it. It's not the best show I've ever seen. I'm hoping it picks up, but it's good. It's pretty, it's getting there for me. What about you? Nice. Um, let's see. I watch a lot of YouTube. Mm. I watch a lot of YouTube in my spare time. Um, really just dumb, low IQ stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I usually save my brain capacity for the movies that we watch, you know? Like, I usually save that. And then the other days, it's just like, like, I literally watched a video today called Pea Sauna. So that's oh my where God. my brain is at these days. Um, but yeah, other than that, I was watching Naruto. I have made the executive decision, though, that I will, starting next week, I will get into season three of Twin Peaks. Ooh. It's time. I finished it, it all, and my brain is still scrambled. Still scrambled. So let me know what um, you think yeah, I gave it a shot in 2017, but I tried watching it with my parents, and they were, you know, they, they don't like David Lynch stuff. And I think my dad never even saw the first two seasons, so, like, within the first ten minutes, he's like, I don't know what's going on. And he actually watched the full show, and he's like, it, it was okay, but I, I still don't understand a single thing, because I never watched the first two seasons. I don't understand a lot either. Like, there's so, two things I understood out of the whole season of season three. But so in between YouTube and wanting to start Twin Peaks, I've actually, Savannah got me um to her and her husband for my birthday i got two twin peaks books and i have been reading the secret diary dot diary diary of laura palmer and oof oof literally after the first passage if you know anything about twin peaks like i was reading it at like 1 a.m and then i had to put the book down immediately because it just the first passage ends with like I hope Bob doesn't visit me. And I'm like, oh my God, I know where this is going. It's a dark read so far, but it's still, it adds a little, it adds more severity to what Twin Peaks was. There's you know? a, I, when I picked up the book for stuff, I kind of skimmed through it. You have to tell me when you get to the part I'm thinking of, because there's an element of the book that is really, really makes the situation like dire. Okay, but did you, like, get, like, halfway? No, it was, like, I was skimming through it. So, like, I didn't read very much, but my eyes kind of fell on this part. I think it's towards the end of the book. Did you read the whole book? I didn't. No, no, no. Like, I was, like, flipping through it when I first oh, got it. Oh, you were skimming. You were skimming. Yeah, yeah skimming. I didn't read it. I was just kind of like, okay, let me see, like, if there's anything cool I can, like, get her excited about. And I saw it, and I was just like, ooh, ooh. So... <laughs> crazy but yeah like i have read a few parts and i'm like oh is this gonna turn into anything more later on but we'll see but other than that that's what i've been um 
doing in between YouTubing and reviewing and physics. Physics ain't that fun, but whatever. You got to do what you got to do sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. So today we're going to be talking about a movie called Hunger. And to give you a little introduction of this film, and which, by the way, so we are not Irish. No. We have never <laughs> been in Ireland, nor have any Irish studies underneath our belt. <laughs> and I say this because, you know, we're going to talk about the plot because it is based off a true story. And I've done a nice amount of research on things, but obviously because I also didn't live in that time frame, because I wasn't there, I can only imagine some things I might say out of context, or, you know, we might say out of context, or, you know, we might not get necessarily or understand properly Mm -hmm. as we should. But I just want to put that as a disclaimer. And if you're Irish, or for some reason, you have Irish studies underneath your belt, (laughs) uh, anything that we say or do, like, correct it down below, give us more info, give us the knowledge that we need. Um, Because... I don't know about you, but Savannah, did you look up any of the stuff? Because I had a hard time interpreting, like, what was going on at the time in Ireland. I did, and and you actually cleared up some things for me as well. I asked you about some things. Um, I didn't understand the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into that, because the movie starts off with just protests immediately. You're not kind yeah. of into it, so I was just like, all right, what happened? So I did kind of figure out okay like this is the background and then you gave me some useful information as well do you want to tell everybody the background of everything or should we just get into the plot i'm going to talk about the plot first because then we can break down into bobby sands and everything like that so it's a film called hunger came out in 2008 um it's directed by steve mcqueen and it is about an irish republican bobby sands leads the inmates of northern irish prison in a hunger strike um so it stars uh so you don't see bobby sands the character bobby sands until after like 24 minutes into the movie um, but it stars Stuart Graham, Lane Meghaw, Brian Milligan, Liam, McMa- L- Liam McMahon, um, McMahon, I'm sorry, um, <laughs> Karen Hassan, and Bobby Sands is portrayed by the legendary Michael Fassbender. Um, so first off, before we get into any of the politics, background, acting, story, everything, um, Savannah, this was your first time watching this movie, correct? It was. What did you think of the movie? So I'm actually very surprised because I I haven't heard a lot about the movie before you recommended it. Like, I've heard almost nothing about the movie. Um, So it definitely missed my radar, and it might have missed a lot of other people's radar. Um, I was very surprised how graphic it was. And I think it was necessary, number one. Like, especially when you're talking about all the things these men had to go through. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated a lot of things about the film, how graphic it was. Um, there's an awesome scene with the priest. It's actually what the movie, I think, is known for. That was pretty mm-hmm. great. Uh, Michael Fassbender is superb, the dedication. Um, and I just think the story is very timeless. Obviously, it happened, um, and it's something we all should learn about. It's history in a way. But I do think you could show this movie 30, 40 years and now. Um, from now and it's going to have some context still it's going to be just as important so I really um some things were hard to look at but I did really think the movie was good what about you 
Yeah, so I had discovered this movie when I was, because one of, like, uh, an underrated movie that I love is the Stanford Prison Experiment. Mm. So this movie came up in a lineup of recommendations after watching that movie. Oh, sorry, I keep burping. Um, <laughs> but so I, I, um, I saw they were, they were like, oh, Hunger, and I'm like, Fastbender. I've never heard of this, and I watched. Um, and I, uh, when I saw it was in the Criterion Collection too, I was like, oh, fantastic! This works out perfectly. And then I watched the movie, and I was like, why is no one talking about this? Um, I think not only for the historical context, but the scene there's there's one significant scene where Bobby Sands is talking to the priest um but then also the transformation that Michael ba- Fassbender goes through like in terms of like celebrity weight loss weight gain like those crazy transformations we always hear what Christian Bale Tom Hanks I had never heard once anyone mention Fassbender mm-hmm. which is crazy because after seeing all those other celebrity like crazy transformations like even something like Dallas Buyers Club I think this is probably still, in my opinion, like one of the most jarring. I don't know how jarring scenes was okay. Yeah, just by the way he looked. It it, it was. I was just so shocked. I'm like, everyone talks about like Dallas Buyers Club. Like I said, all those examples, but I'd never heard anyone mention this before. And I think this is literally the most extreme transformation I've seen in terms of an actor and and weight loss. so before we get into all of that, so yeah, Savannah, so the way that this film starts, uh, the first 20 minutes before, like I said, Bobby Sands is even introduced, we see this young prisoner who is being taken in and he's put into a cell. Um, and of course, that is not a pretty cell. It is not any regular, you know, average old cell. It is a cell where feces has been taken and is smeared all over the wall. So yeah. Savannah, what? Where was the? <laughs> what was your question? What were, uh, or confusion? Did you say you had confusion about this first twenty minutes? The movie throws you into the chaos, so it doesn't yeah. really explain what's going on. It this man is thrown into, and he is beaten pretty much. It's it's very sad, and then he's thrown into this room with this other man who's has beard. He just looks very like uncapped feral they all looked feral yeah and there's just the room is disgusting by the way like there's they're like playing with their food they're doing something with their food and they're like you said there's stuff all over the wall and I'm just kind of like okay what what led them to do this so for some historical context um even though the story centers around um majority majorly uh Bobby Sands um so during this time a lot of the people that you see in the prisons are known as IRA supporters uh, or militants. And it was the Irish Republican Army. And in their prison, so they had, I believe it was a special prison Mm. held for people who were a part of the IRA. And they called it the H-Blocks. And it was to a point where the people, these protesters who had their own opinions and stuff, um, almost like a different view on a political party, were considered to be political prisoners for 
their ideology, which also, so they did, and I'm not saying like all these guys were peaceful protesting, like, no, Bobby Sands was arrested for possession of a gun. Um, there were, they did a lot of like, they did a lot of makeshift bombs. There was, you know, a lot of ugly on both sides. Yeah. Um, but they were not given any rights. And typically with like political protesters, um, it's almost like if I were to make a comparison, it would be like how almost we would treat terrorists mm. in terms of in a prison system, right. almost like an interrogation. Whereas these guys, they're not doing an interrogation. They're just serving time. They've already been convicted of their crimes and they're serving time in inhumane in an inhumane system where there are in certain ways to protest and everything like they are beaten. And one of the things in the beginning is that you see this officer like wash his knuckles yeah. like eight times. And so what's and it, at first it's just like, Oh, like why is he washing his hands so often? Like we really don't get a good context of him until we realize that once Bobby Sands is introduced, that he's actually washing his bruised up bloody knuckles from, hitting prisoners from just beating them up dude it's like straight up abuse at one point um the scene where they do take bobby sands and like shave his head and his like skull like his whole head is bleeding because they're using yeah. like a razor and scissors and it's a very graphic movie but done purposefully if that makes sense it's not just yeah like it, it has a reason for it to exist it's it's not like graphic without no nature it, it's uh -huh. it's to show and to show exactly what happened in its horrific detail detail that let's be honest we would have never seen if it weren't for a movie like this if we didn't get testimonies and you know stories from a fellow of these like inmates from of bobby sands and a, a, a movie like this wouldn't have come to life. No one would have seen anything. Like, even when you look up Bobby Sands, Bobby Sands, um, for those who don't know, so the whole purpose, it's called hunger, is because they have a, a hunger strike. Yeah. In reality, Bobby Sands died after 66 days of starving himself. Yeah. There is no photos of his death. There is no photos of how he looked or anything. So we, can, we can't even imagine what this man looked like just for the sake of protesting protesting for a better cause for prisoners yeah you know i think and i think we'll get to there's a really significant scene on why he does this i think it's mm -hmm. the most important scene in the movie um you know just going back to the scene where they were like pretty much abused beaten bleeding like just their stuff smeared on the wall like i don't know how these men weren't sick all the time I can't, they probably were. And then there's also one scene that I, I saw too. And I was like, oh my God, if this was how they did it in reality, like so many of them must have been suffering from some sort of illness. So one of the more graphic scenes, there's a part where they, it, a very invasive search is done on them mm. and the officer has a glove. But if you notice the officer not only never switches his glove when going from person to person, Ugh. but he uses his gloves, does a little behind check, and then uses the same gloves to open up their mouths. Oh, my God. I forgot and about that. that was one of the things I, I noticed. And I was like, the amount of issues 
like the amount of bacteria, like it was just so gross. And the fact that like when, as soon as the next prisoner came out, he didn't change his glove and he did the same thing. And it's like, even if that was, if that was the only part of that scene that was realistic, that would still be inhumane. It's disgusting. It's absolutely revolting. And think about it. This move, what, this all happened 40 years ago. This all happened in our parents' generation. This is not that yeah. long ago, you know? Yeah, and I believe all of this, too, was during a time where, um, and I absolutely could be wrong, because where am I getting my knowledge from? From the hit show Dairy Girls on Netflix, <laughs> which takes place during a similar time. Um, but I think it was at the time Ireland was being occupied by England, I think so because uh, in the scene with the priests, they did say something about Ireland and there being like issues. Yeah, because I know, um, I, I just, I couldn't remember if there was like, it, I, I had a hard time. And like I said, like there just were no sources that just said it straight. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like, oh, but the Irish and all of this. And it's like, just, where was England occupying? That's all I want to know. Like, and I kept looking up all the information. It was just so hard to find straightforward answers. And I mean, I guess in a sense, there really is no straightforward answer when it comes to politics like this. Um, but yeah, like I, that's, that is what my, and of course, if you are Irish, if you are, uh, if you study Ireland, please yeah. comment, comment there. below, please give us our information that we want and need, because I, I definitely want to be able to learn from this. Um, yeah, and sure. learn about what happened. Um, I do have a question. Yes. So one of the most jarring scenes is when the guard gets killed. Yeah. You know what happens there? Do you know why that happened? What was that? Because I was so, confused on what like exactly happened. I believe, and you're talking about the same guard with the bloody knuckles, right? Yeah. He goes to when he goes to see his mom. That is probably the doing of the IRA. Because remember, they would sneak messages through the prisons and stuff like that. They would sneak stuff to their girlfriends and to visitors. And one of them might have said, like, this is the officer. Find out details. Because the IRA were not, like I said, necessarily peaceful protesters. Like, this went on. And in the end, it's revealed that not only nine inmates died from the hunger strike protest, but 16 officers were killed. Oh, my God. So it was it was just a lot of ugly, a lot of ugly on every corner of the situation that this movie revolves around. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm I'm currently looking up more. I'm trying to figure out because I try to like do my best to find out more. Um, but so Bobby Sands was arrested for possession of firearms. And normally, look with a movie like this, you kind of have to give historical context because it is entirely based on history like and i do not want to misrepresent i do not want to misconstrued or do anything like that um i don't know if the two men in the beginning of the film were any particular members or if they kind of just represented a collective of members within the ira prisoners but um um, and oh, fun fact, apparently since like early 2000, that whole prison system, the H blocks, um, and it literally looked like just a field of H's. That's why they called it the H blocks. Um, it's been closed since like the early 2000s. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
Bobby Sands, uh, he also, he was the one who led the hunger strike. And he also was, I think he actually, he didn't get into parliament, but he did win a political, um, let's see. And apparently also Bobby Sands did help plan a 1976 bombing. Oh, okay. (laughs) Of a furniture company store. Which was then followed by, and I'm reading it, followed by a gun battle with the Royal Ulster Const... Oh my god, what is that word? Constabulary. Don't know what that is, but yeah, so not only was he arrested for possession of a gun, but he had... He had definitely... He did some stuff. Yeah, Um, intentions. I think the film does a really good thing about not saying what these men did, though, because... There are people out there that are going to basically be like, well, he had a gun and he planned a bombing, so maybe he deserved it. And I think the film does a really good job of being like, that doesn't matter. These are people. And they were being like being straight up abused at some points. Like, and yeah. And, and at the end of the day too, like in like and i'm speaking on behalf behalf of our the way america handles crime and the way our uh, our criminal system is held if you are convicted of a crime that deserves death you get death but if not you still are treated like a human being in a prison system like you are still you still have some rights you still have access to some things. It just depends on what level. Like it depends on multitude of things. But it just seemed like From because he was given, you're not allowed to beat anybody. You know what? Yeah, I see what exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah, like at least with Bobby Sands, like even if he wasn't fighting all the time and stuff like that, like he went on a hunger strike. And even with, and if you look, even without. The, the crap on the wall, even when they weren't throwing up in that weird little corner pile, which I don't <laughs> even understand that, but they were sleeping on the floor. Yeah. They were sleeping on the floor and in order just to like, it, it didn't even seem like they had access to like basic cleaning, basic, you know, hygiene products or anything. And when they were and that when, there are several scenes when they're meeting their relatives and everything. And when Bobby Sands meet his parents, they're like, are you okay? Like, and he's clearly beaten up and they give them almost like, Oh, they give them all the same type of clothes to wear. Right. When they go see, and it's almost like the prisons, their prison is like, okay, you got to put on a facade now and you dare not utter what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. It's all a show. It was all a show. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I want to ask you a directorial question. Ooh, ask me. The film is known for the, I believe it's 16 or 17 minute scene with the priest. And that's kind of the signature of this movie. That's, if you've seen Hunger, it's probably what you know it for. As a director, what do you think of that scene? So, I think it's a great scene. And I say that not only as someone who has directed... Um, you know, shorts, but I say that as also someone who has directed a play and it is hard to like, there's, there's two types of actors. There's stage actors and then there's set actors. Mm. And it's a very different ball game. 
it's it's yeah. not like it's it's not necessarily all the time easy for an actor to transition into that way. Mm-hmm. I personally don't know if Michael Fassbender has any theater background, but even still, being predominantly an on-screen actor, I can't. Um, it, it, it's a tough transition, and so a scene like that, you know, even though people go on stage and they perform plays, they probably have anywhere from three to six months of trainings on that play before being able to recite an hour. Meanwhile, a scene like this, um, I think I had read that they had practiced it um, and rehearsed it 14 times. And then when they got onto, which, you know, if you do the math, 14 times 17 is, you know, not even a day. Um, So it's not even a day's worth, worth of work in actuality. So the fact that they were able to memorize that and only get it within four takes is impeccable. It really is astounding. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also too, the, the, the directing done, I liked that it was very simple because the, the directing can be, I don't want to say complicated, but it can be a little bit more like um, it focused more on still shots with also some varying close-ups. Yeah. And I thought that really helped create this, this di- different sense of this world that it kind of just felt like everything was out of place. Like going from like these extremely still wide shots to then going like the close-up of like the cigarette smoking, like of the cigarette, you know, the guard outside is smoking in the snow, like things like that. Yeah. I think it created this landscape that was very, felt very off to the human eye. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a good representation of how things were off in the prison. And when I say off, I don't mean like that it was unattractive. No, it was a beautifully filmed movie. Um, but I do, I really enjoy that scene. Obviously the acting is great in that scene. I don't think it's the best point of acting for Fassbender in that or even in his career. Right. Um, but I really do think it shows more of a, a different face to Fassbender and almost give it showing the people not only that he can be, you know, someone like, cause I was watching 12 years a slave today, someone like how he is in 12 years a slave uh, which is a little bit more of like this ridiculous outlandish character to now someone who is a lot more realistic, a lot more calm and very, very human. Very, very like when you look at them, it's very like you can relate. Mm. Yeah. You can relate. So I, I, I thought his performance was fantastic. And directorially, I, I loved the way it was filmed. I thought it was definitely an interesting take, you know, just to do it. 17 minutes straight. I thought that was definitely an interesting choice. Um, I think their chemistry is great. Yeah, him and the priest. It definitely seemed very personable and like a friendship, you know? It seemed like a friendship almost. Um, I think this scene also shows how intelligent um, Sands was. Mm -hmm. Because the priest doesn't really understand and almost talks him out of going onto a hunger strike when he hears the plan. and. They do argue about morality and what's the right way to actually handle this. And he makes this amazing speech about the fight for freedom and how this is him making a peaceful but impactful stand. So mm-hmm. I see why the the scene does get a lot of credit. because And it also, it's, it's the biggest mediator to the film. Right. And because remember, like you said before, in the beginning, we're not given a lot. 
we're able to put everything together and put all the pieces together that we were given throughout the film during those 17 yeah, minutes. Very true. Um, but I, I do think, I think what's most important from this film, obviously that take is a, is a stellar take um, and it's an amazing scene, but I really think what it, it dives down to is Fassbender's transformation. I think that is Ooh. the pinnacle and the most impressive feature of this entire film. It's, is it's, how yeah, it's how Fassbender went on a on a on a medically supervised crash diet. What does that mean? Able, like, uh, I would do so they like monitor or crash diet? No, which, I know what which a term. I know what a crash diet is, but like medically supervised, like what does that mean? Like, so regularly you would have like an like normally on sets you already have an onset nurse, but it's something that is like it's me- medically supervised. That means that probably every day he got on set, his blood was drawn, taken, his levels were read, things like that. Because if it wasn't a medically, you know, supervised diet, then doing a diet like that can kill you. I mean, you saw how yeah. he, how frail and how thin he was. So it had to be medically supervised because it's not like, you know, Oh, he, he, he'll be fine. He could walk. He probably had issues. He probably, you know, stumbled. He probably had issues of, Mm. I think it was just, and of course, especially if you have any type of pre-existing condition too. Yeah. If like, you know, we don't know Fassbender's medical history or anything, but it, it just had to be entirely monitored because even if like someone being that skinny in real life, that it's, that's considered anorexia. To be that thin to where when you move and stuff, you can yeah. see all the bones and everything. When you um, lie down and your ribs rise a lot more than your stomach, even while breathing. Yeah. That, I mean, he had to be medically supervised. You know, what? He, he deserves more credit for this film then because that's not an easy choice. To sign no, on it, to this it's, movie. It, and it's not like- an easy transformation by any sense of the way no, not at all so i i hope he somewhere down the road gets more attention for this film because like i said i didn't really hear a lot about it and i i didn't hear a lot of about michael's fassbender's performance but whenever somebody goes on a diet like that i do think they deserve some attention because that is yeah, just and, extreme yeah that's extreme with being on a on a film set um, you have to realize with, in terms of like craft services and stuff like that, food is everywhere on a right, film set. Right. Food is everywhere around every corner. Like you can smell it in the air. Like there's food everywhere on film set. And obviously it couldn't just be a thing. They probably might've hidden the food from plain sight. So that way he wouldn't be tempted or, you know, cause that's just torturous to be that thin and be like, I'm, I'm dying over here. I'm starving. Yeah. And then you just see like a whole smorgasbord of food just laid out. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it, it's no, it's tough. And I mean, obviously people who try to lose weight and stuff like that, but to do crash diets like that, to do like, for example, Matthew McConaughey only ate like peanut butter and apples to get to his thinness. And and also like from what we learned from Tom Hanks, a lot of the times these actors, if they keep doing this flip flop of losing weight and like these transformations, they can get, you know, bad medical outcomes from it. Like, Tom Hanks stated that he is diabetic 
because of all of those years of doing those transformations that it took a toll on his body. Oh, well, of course. Your body is not made to lose, what, 60 pounds and gain back 90 and then do it again? Like, no, I, I, again, I commend them very much because it's, it definitely shows you the dedication to the craft. And so I've, I just found exactly, cause I wanted to talk about how exactly, um, how Fassbender did this. And according to uh, Belfast Live, which is where I believe not only Fassbender is from, I know he's from Ireland, but it's also where Bobby Sands and like all of this stuff happened. Wow. Um, when they asked him, like, what did you do to get yourself to the part? He starved himself for 10 weeks. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. He went back home for 10 weeks. And just starved for 10 weeks. You're able to survive as long as you drink water. Because you can, I think, realistically, you can, you can survive on starvation as long as you have water. That's insane. I mean, at some point, I mean, you're not going to live forever just starving. But <laughs> you can last a pretty good amount of time probably not more than a year but don't quote me on that but i mean i mean bobby sands did it for 66 days right so he did it for 10 weeks that's crazy that is he needs more credit for this film absolutely the discipline too i don't think <laughs> how many people do you know that are equipped to not eat for 10 weeks when they have access to oh my food? god i'd be I can't imagine, like, because I'd like to think, like, if I was ever offered, like, an extreme role or anything, I could get fit. I could do that. I could, like, get shredded. I can get thin. But to starve for 10 weeks, and, of course, that's why it's medically controlled. That's why it had to be medically controlled. But I don't, I, I just, I, I could never, I could never. I, I don't think that there's, there's no mental strength. Ass oh, no. You'd be dead. We'd be dead in four days. What do you mean? <laughs> um, there's a scene, my favorite, I guess, moment in the movie, speaking of food, is when we see him, like, pretty much dying. And he's, like, tossing mm -hmm. and turning in bed. And he's throwing up blood or peeing blood or something. And they're just pl plates of food that keep passing on right next to him. And he won't eat. And I think that's so powerful. Probably the most powerful image of the movie. Yeah. And he just, he, he has his back turned or he acknowledges it and then just kind of looks away. Like it's, it's so incredibly powerful. Oh, and also another thing too, um, probably also what, cause I, I just realized too, with medically induced, he probably was given like vitamins. He probably was given oh, like, you know, those like, them celebrities get that weird little saline bag. That's like magic juice. You know what I'm talking about? Like, this, you know, the saline bags? I think I've heard of them. But they have, like, saline bag concoction styles where it's just, like, oh, packed Oh, I've heard of that. Vitamins. I've heard of that. The, the cocktail. I saw they, they – it's just – usually it's given for, like, if, uh, like, celebrities – because, I mean, you can get it, but it's, like, $300. I think it's, like, $300 per treatment or something like that. Not covered by insurance, of course, because um, I've looked into it because I'm a little sickly girl a lot. <laughs> So I was like, maybe I can just get one of those celebrity IV bags <laughs> instead of being sick just for three weeks. With it. 
but yeah and so uh those uh, he probably had those done he probably was checked i mean obviously starving for 10 weeks he probably was checked daily of course i mean what are you gonna do you uh, starving for 10 weeks you're gonna be able to get in your car and drive i i couldn't i wonder how you get out of that like i'm sure you can't just like start eating food right away like I, I I just had read that too. So apparently the doctors were like, let's get you back up to a thousand calories a day. But because he had not eaten in 10 weeks, when he had started regularly eating food, he, he had a hard time eating more than 600 calories a day. Oh, wow. Well, your, your stomach is like a muscle. And like, you know, like when you say like the more you eat, the more you're able to I'm not a doctor, guys. <laughs> Just because I'm going to pharmacy school, I'm not a doctor. But it, it's it's essentially like a muscle where the more you eat, the more you can burn, the more you can chew. And it, it, it just think of like having a big mouth, right. you know, the more you can stuff in. But if you let that muscle get weak and weak and weak, you know, and you start eating, like if you eat nothing and then all of a sudden you're putting in regular food, it's like, oh, I can't. Like you're going to feel that sensation of fullness way more quicker. That's really interesting. Yeah, because I knew he couldn't just start scarfing down. I, I'm sure that would be like a really bad thing to do I just wasn't Mm -hmm. sure how you actually start being normal again probably the one thing that he would have had to do in my opinion is to start drinking calories because that would have been the easiest way to start getting back up um it it without would have been the easiest on his stomach would to be to start drinking in calories like doing the ensures doing protein drinks things like that do you know how long it took for them to shoot those scenes Because I imagine they would have to do it quickly, right? I know the film didn't take that long to film. Like, I know, like, there there wasn't a lot of filming days. I think it it was filmed, I could be wrong, in under a month. See, that makes sense. Because I assume when you have people starving, like, just in movies um, or on these extreme diets, I assume you have to film it quickly because they're not going to last. Well, and then also, I think, too, so they might have, it also might have been, I think technically it might have only been, like, less than 30 filming days. Steve McQueen, if you're out there listening, please help us. Correct <laughs> us. Um, but I think what would have happened was they filmed, what well, makes sense to me, they filmed all of the scenes with him first. Yeah. All of Fassbender scenes first. And then while they were filming everything else in between, Fassbender was already back home in L.A. doing the the crash diet. Then there might have been like a few week break, you know, in between everything, because I don't think everything that was filmed in between would have taken 10 weeks. Mm, Right. I think it, it probably had like, you know, probably took a month or so, maybe, maybe um, if they only filmed a few days a week. So it probably was he filmed all his scenes went out like healthy scenes yeah yeah. went out to LA uh starved while they filmed all of the other scenes and then just in between time waited for him to come back and they probably I would guess they got his scenes done within a week I mean there's just no they I don't think that they would have put like prolonged the filming of him filming in that condition no I don't think you can genuinely like I think after I mean think about it like how long can someone do that before they start having like some real problems? Um, but I, so what was your favorite, I guess favorite is not a good word, but what was the most 
powerful image for you in the movie? What like really struck you hard? I think it really is that scene where the guards start getting the right gear. Mm, It kind of just cemented the way that they viewed because at the end of the day, like, you know, it could just be like, oh, they just don't like prisoners. But once they all started putting on the right gear, you kind of had this sense where it's like, no, they view them as the enemy. They view them as the devil themselves. And they just start dragging and just beating them up. And then they're doing, like I said, and then the fact that that to me stood out the most, the fact that they had no regards for, you know, the glove situation. Yeah. Um, that to me, I was, and if, like I said, if that is a correct portrayal, then that is insane because not only like, oh man, like it's just, that is literally like, there's no way you can do that to someone and then not, not get sick, you know, especially considering these men hadn't showered. Exactly. They were all dirty. They were all gross. They were all sitting in a room filled with feces and bile and vomit and things like that. And then they did that to them. Like that could have, that could have been easily with just not even the glove change could have been the death sentence to them. Exactly. It's very insane. It's Mm -hmm. very insane. Um, that was probably the like the the scene that cemented it for me, and obviously that end, the oh, end where man. oh, I think one of the most, the most like images that is just like burned into my head is the scene where Bobby is being weighed. Yeah, and then then you see him turn around, and you get the full f- first image of him as in his starvation where you just see that he has no like in the even his face how sunken in his face was how frail he looked yeah how and and keep in mind and only you can imagine what um bobby sands looked like because at the time bobby sands died bobby sands was 27 yeah very young so to imagine a, and because obviously there are before pictures of Bobby, a, you know, a healthy young man being reduced to that. It's like, holy crap. Like, and, and, and I mean, he, he did what he had to do because at the end, after, you know, all the deaths and everything, there was some type of reform. There was some positive outcome from this. Um, the, I, once again, I'm not too sure if it was the British or if it was um, the Irish government that granted them what they wanted that met with their demands, which was to be treated more fairly. Um, mm-hmm. And But the one thing that wasn't taken away was the fact that they did not want to be considered um, political prisoners. So they were given everything else except that title was still with them. They couldn't get that title taken away. Yeah, Which I mean... It's kind of like a slap in the face, but at the end of the day, too, I didn't live through the experience. I didn't get to see everything firsthand, so I don't know which side I would have been on. At the end of the day, it just seemed like there was a lot of messed up on both sides. And honestly, like if you think about what Bobby Sands did, it was very brave and disciplined, and you have to respect him for fighting for something bigger than himself, because in in a lot of that, in a lot of those situations, I'm sure we would all pick ourselves. Like, Yeah, and and this is a man who who was involved in a bombing, and instead of resorting to violence, and violence just, and continuing violence just to get 
the justice he believed him and the other men deserved, he resorted to them finally doing peaceful protesting. Absolutely. So, so I think and, just on that, it's powerful. Just on that statement, that's how powerful the movie is. Absolutely. I do think it is a really good film, and I do wish it was talked about more. I do think it's an important film. Right. Um, so overall, what would you rate the film? Okay. I have to give it a seven and a half. Okay. Because it's not a movie I'd ever watch again. It's definitely a one and done for me because it's very graphic and it's not a very uplifting story. It's important to watch. I think everybody should see it just once. Um, and yeah, just just on the entertainment value of it, it, it's more of an educational film for me than something I enjoyed, if that makes sense. Um, but it is a fast, fantastic movie on its own. On its own, I give it an eight. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think I would give it an eight as well. Um, because I do think even though like I, you know, like you said, it's one of those films, like I myself, this was my second time watching it and it was just as tough as the first time watching it. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think it's an important film, not only to, uh, its historical context, but I do think it's an important film in terms of film history as well. Exactly. I think the transformation that Fassbender did is one to be admired and one to be, you know, looked at. I think it's, it's very... It, and it shows the limitations that, like, the, the you know, almost like how he defied the limits of being an actor. Because, you know, usually actors go on the, these weird diets, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. but to absolutely starve yourself for 10 weeks is insane. And all for an accurate portrayal of Bobby Sands. And not only that, obviously, that 17-minute scene yeah. with um, Bobby Sands talking to the priest. Um, I usually think this could be one of those things where you don't have to watch the whole movie if you want to. I, I don't think you're going to dislike it. It's just going to be a tough watch. Mm -hmm. um, but if anything, if you are going to watch any clips, like maybe on YouTube, anything like that, any clips of the movies, then I highly recommend watching the scene with the priest, that whole dialogue, the 17-minute scene, just to see how it was filmed because it was done really well. Um and also getting maybe a little bit of a glimpse as to the lengths that Fassbender went for this role. Because I do completely think it's admirable. Absolutely. And I also, I also, um, I, I commend Steve McQueen um, doing a film like this. I also really commend Steve McQueen yeah. really doing a film like this because I do think it's, it's incredibly important. I, I, I don't know. Is Steve more. McQueen English or is he Irish? I believe he's English. I actually believe this was his first film. This was his first feature film that he's ever made. Wow, I didn't know that. So I mean, strong, strong lead, strong, strong lead with that. Um, I'm pretty sure he's British. Yeah, he's British. But, he's British, yeah, but and, I mean, he's made some. I, all of his movies have been what, like, pretty much bangers, except for maybe one or two. But they're yeah, r really good. And like, so this week, um, we're also going to be talking about Twelve Years a Slave. Um, 
one of his more recent films. But he, another Fastbender. He works a lot with Fastbender. I've seen because he worked on Fastbender on Shame, which I never saw Shame. I don't want to. I don't know if I don't know if I could watch. I don't know. I've heard it's very. I don't know what it entails. I just know once again Fastbender is nude. Did you see the poster for it? No, I didn't. Go see the poster for it because okay. that should tell you okay. all you need to know. I don't want to say it um, on the podcast. As we speak, I'm looking it up right now. Because it's a, it's a, there's a few. So look up, a f- there's, there's one or two, but there's one. Shame poster. All right, I'm looking this up right now as we speak. I see... Hmm. <laughs> Do you see which one I'm talking about? Are you talking about the band Hungarian poster? <laughs> yes. When I first looked up the movie, because I was like, oh, okay, like, what else has he done? That's the, fo- that's the first poster that came up to me, and I was like, oh. Well, because I remember seeing, like, the sheets. That's the I U.S. one. The sh- yeah. And then now I see what you're talking about. Oof. Wow. That's it's about that a man struggling with that kind of addiction oh and it's from what i'm gonna put it on our list i'm gonna put it on our list we're gonna talk about it one day (laughs) no okay so here's the thing i was totally thinking off topic but there's got to be an episode because there are some movies which i get that you either don't want to watch or don't want to talk about there's gotta be an episode where then i just explore the movies and then i just talk about it and you ask me questions as someone who hasn't seen oh, it oh we could do that like obviously i i i don't know exactly what that movie entails either so i could just be blowing it out of proportion but if i watch it i'm just like i don't know where to begin i will definitely like be a be your interviewer Miss Conti? Yeah, don't be my little interviewer well while i go through the mental anguish of watching shame of watching what, every other Lars von Trier film. Oh, God. <laughs> well, aren't we doing another one soon? We're doing uh, uh, yes, Jack. On, yeah, the house that Jack built. Oh, I got to relive but that. But you got a few weeks. You got a few weeks. All right. What if, I mean, this is Steve McQueen week. What if we did like a Lars week? Would you hate me if I made a Lars week on our schedule? It's going to get to him. And he's going to hear me. <laughs> That's what's going to happen, Stephanie. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's going to get to him and then he's going to get to me. <laughs> like, almost like a boogeyman type of thing. He's going to hear it. If we keep talking about him, someone's going to be like, look, look, listen to these girls. One of them rips you to shreds the whole time. And then he's going to be like, why? What's wrong? It's like Beetlejuice. We talk about him too many times and then he just appears on our podcast. He's going like, to tweet us and be like, like what's filming. wrong? <laughs> We just hear a man talking to us, and we're like, ha! Ah! And he's like, hi, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here to talk about my movies. I mean, yeah, so there's going to be that. And then, oh, of course, I'm going to I'm gonna have to have, like, that week, like, the week after, you're going to have to give me a week off. Because, like, if I'm going to watch a movie like Shame, and then I'm going to watch some Lars von Trier films, and then if I'm watching Lars von Trier, you know I have to watch Paulo, uh, pa- <laughs> not your husband, <laughs> Solo. Steph. Okay. If, if I'm going to lose my marbles, I'd rather lose it all in one week. Solo's a hard one. So I, unfortunately, 
I was curious. I didn't want to watch the movie, but I watched a pretty much a review. A very descriptive review and analysis of the film, and it is very hard. Not even just the 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 graphicness, the subject matter, the dialogue is very hard. So you might need the vacation before Solo. And then after it Solo. Might be, it might be the episode that breaks me. You know, it might be the episode where it's like you'll have to continue doing the podcast on your own because you'll be like, yeah, Stephanie hasn't been the same since, you know? <laughs> but I'm willing to do it. I will have like an copious amounts of energy drinks just so that way I can get through it you can I will interview about it I'll be like so (laughs) what happens in the movie I will interview you on solo so it's official so I at some point Stephanie's gonna have to watch solo so let's just let's just sign it up right now let's just get the shit out of the way so I'm gonna review solo in one whole episode solo Antichrist, shame, and Nymphomaniac one and two. I'm putting that out there. I'm putting that out there right now because I'm a freak. Because I'm a damn freak, Savannah. I don't know what else to say. Review that in one episode. Or I I want to come out of this a legend. I want I want my grandkids to say you know like, Meemaw did this. I mean your husband oh I mean your your boyfriend Southern if you marry him he better not listen he's gonna be like marry me um I mean Stephanie if you're up for it I will be here to interview you to talk about some points that's a lot it's gotta be in an episode I will I think also it's gotta be after quarantine because I'm going to need you to hold my hand As I talk in in detail about everything, it's going to be a full therapy session. Just realize that. It's going to be a full-fledged therapy session. Nothing you watch after that. Ooh. No, that's not true. There's a lot more disturbing movies, so I feel like... I'm just gonna... I would... I... Here's the experiment. It's I'm gonna lock myself in my room and just watch them all back to back. Don't do that. And no, I will no. carve out a little <laughs> slot in my door for people to just push mac and cheese through the door so that way I don't oh, have to leave. Once. You're gonna lose hope in like humanity. <laughs> Already have. But um so yeah, so you give it uh, overall back to hunger. Back to hunger. <laughs> How move from that um yeah i give it uh my personal seven and a half but as a film like a whole and objectively eight so it's an eight. Oh, and also i'm just gonna put this out there because i don't know if everyone sticks till the end of the episode maybe so maybe not i'm gonna put this out there if you whoever's listening to this does and I'm gonna just see see if this works see if see if anyone's listening see how it, if people actually just want to see me suffer um if anyone contributes to our patreon whether it be a dollar or anything but if you write the reason is because you want to see I'm gonna call it freak week <laughs> I all those movies freak week if you if you do the Patreon, and if you say, I did this because of Freak Week, I will move that week further. I will figure out when that week will be, and I will move it up further on the list. God, you said Freak Week. 
I'm like crying. Freak week. <laughs> oh my god, that's so horrible, but good. It works. It works. It's it's got it's got a great snazzy title. It's eye catching, but so many people are gonna think it's the wrong thing. <laughs> okay. Freak week. I counter that, but I counter it with if anybody contributes. I will watch Shame. But that's it. That's it? The weaky one? The weakest of the weakest out of all of I feel like that's the only one I'm going to be able to, like, get through. I don't... I I can't do Antichrist, and I cannot do Solo. I've already subjected myself to the analysis of Solo. So... If someone also gives me a reason, gives me a good reason, I should watch Nymphomania because I've heard some like. No, you can't do that to your, you can't do that to your holy Christian peepers, Savannah. You can't do that to yourself. I'll watch a review. How about that? Because you're right. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. I'll I mean, yeah, go for it. But with no images, with just analysis, and that's it. I don't need to see everything. I'm good. I'm okay. You know, I'm okay. So there you go. Um, if you contribute to our Patreon, that is what you will get from us. Unless you choose one of the higher tiers, then obviously you get more that comes with it. But yeah, if you decide to donate to our Patreon, do anything like that, or even if you just like, if you just share this video, if you somehow get this video mad views, then yeah. She's going to have to well, freak week. So. A free, freak week. Oh my God. So, all right. I don't know what we got ourselves into. I don't know what you got imagining. Stephanie, you imagining. Hold on, I'm just imagining how I'm going to look like. If that would be one of our like first podcasts where we record our like ourselves there, like you would look pretty. You would look like how you uh, do every day, healthy, (laughs) nice makeup. I would look decrepit. I would look like I'm sweating intensely. <laughs> I would look like I'm going through an exorcism. That is how I'm afraid I'm going to look if we also record that too. That's just a thought I had. I'm like, I'm going to look like the a whole train wreck Listen. if I c- come in and if I just start talking those movies. Let me tell you something. Someone's going to see this and just for the sick, twisted fun of it, it's going to be like, I'm going to donate and then I'm going to share. So Stephanie has to do Freak Week. And then we're going to be like, oh, but give us some time. We got to buy the movies, you know? They're going to be like, here's my collection. Yeah, we're going to get that one. send it out to us. So listen, you're the one watching most of the movies. I might watch Shame. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, But I will interview you. Look at you. Oh, I'm going to watch Shame. What do you want? I already told you. I I told Stephanie when we started this podcast, I will not watch Solo or Antichrist. That was my, my, those were my terms. Yeah, that's in our contract. So that is your time to shine. That is for you. How how far away have we strayed? Not only from hunger, but from God's light that we're talking about this. No, I am. You know what? I am not watching. You are. So I'll have a little Bible. I'll bring the Bible if you want. (laughs) 
<laughs> just I, I think honestly at this point you're gonna have to bring some Vicks too and then just start throwing gobs of Vic at like Vicks at me and then just go sana sana colita de rana. Like just I think that's the only way I'll be cured. That and some holy water. I'll read some Do what they did in eight and a half and just go to like the river and take like a glass of holy water and then just make me drink it that's it i'll say some prayers before before the podcast is just the intro of the podcast is just me praying and saying <laughs> verses and then the it's end. just a mass it's just a it's just a mass it's just a whole church <laughs> like an hour-long mass and then just, the end is just me. me like sanitizing you and cleansing you of all the things you saw I'm going to freak you out. Oh, I'm going to pull a prank on you. And I'm not going to say it, but I will eventually. I'm going to pull a prank on you during that time. So that way, because even though I'm going to be emotionally scarred, guess what? You're going to come out emotionally scarred too. That's really mean, but I will have my Bible ready. (laughs) I will have my Bible ready. My little Christian self is going to be praying a lot during that time. The minute you say it's freak week, my little behind. Be prepared. Be prepared. Because I'm not, sure. This is this is a joint partnership. I'm not going out of this unscathed. <laughs> well, I mean, I will be unsca- like scathed terribly, but you will go scathed as well. Is that a word? It should be. I don't know. Well, it's fine. But okay, that's enough. That's enough talking about it. We're just gonna create some bad juju. Bad juju. If we keep talking about it. Jesus. We gotta start something. <laughs> I think this quarantine has finally gotten to us. I feel like we're losing brain cells per podcast. All right. Well, we should probably wrap this up. You guys heard it. Yep. As always, thank you to our homeboy James. James. Thank you, James. For supporting. James, if you're listening to this, if you get to this part, do you want to see me suffer? Let me know. I have you on Twitter. <laughs> Just shoot me a message. Um, even we got to get also, <laughs> also Sensei David. Sensei David's opinion. He might've seen the movies. I'm not even going to message him. Just Sensei David. If you listen to this part, David, just let me know. Just, just message me. Just be, yes, I agree. Or no, I don't want to ruin your, your little soul. So that those two pending votes will also be significant, but until next time. So we will, um, the next time you hear us, actually, the next time you hear us, it'll be um, the belated My Birthday episode. So it's the schedule is going to be uh, today's, which is Hunger. Then you will hear us talk about The Thing. That's a goofy episode. And then you'll hear us talk about 12 Years a Slave to end off. Woo. I almost said Freak Week. I almost said Freak Week. Um, um, Steve McQueen Week director steve mcqueen week um but until next time thank you guys so much for listening all our patreon link will be down below um and yeah have a good one we'll see you next time Bye. bye